0: Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for January 12th, 2021. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Also, my other podcast, The Big Topic in Women's MMA. Um, We've been off the last couple of weeks, but uh, Schwan, Humes, and myself will be back on Thursday to preview the upcoming Uh, UFC women's fights on the UFC shows and I'm going to do that on this podcast as well but first I want to talk about uh, the one video I posted on my blog and that is from last week's AEW uh, show Akaru Shida versus Abaddon Akaru defending her AEW women's championship so Abaddon is a gimmick that either you like or hate I don't like her because all the hype in the world won't change that she is very inexperienced in the ring, so you'll see uh during uh this match that her punches are terrible, so all she really is is a horror movie gimmick, and you know most wrestling fans are more sophisticated than that today. Uh, I mean there's some that will fall for this, but not not a lot. so she has to be able to work in the ring to get anyone to buy into her, and she isn't capable of that yet. Aew founder in Denver. She was known there as the Living Dead Girl. Uh, Sports Kita posted a pic of Abaddon without makeup. She's very attractive. So, uh, you know, it's a gimmick. Like I said, so her Aew's approach is that Hikaru was afraid of Abaddon, and then they had Abaddon bite Hikaru's neck a few weeks ago, and you know, no one liked it when Shayna Baszler bit Becky Lynch's neck a few months ago. Why would they imitate something that hokey? So. You know, AEW has already jumped the shark by the time the match started, and they just went farther with it. They went under the ring to draw blood. I mean, is that hokey enough for you? I mean, the commentary was awful. They kept treating Hikaru like a victim when it was predictable that she would sell Abaddon's crappy offense and then come back and win the match, which is what she did. There are people who thought that Abaddon would win, okay? But she's not good enough. Who the hell is she going to beat? You know? That's the problem with it, I guess. I don't care for the gimmick. Uh, I don't care for the gimmick. I mean, you can't base a main event wrestling character on a look without at least half-decent wrestling skills, and that's something that the idiots at AEW should know. So I have a lot of respect for Hikaru for actually going through with uh, with the match and selling her offense. You know, other than that, what would be the point? Okay, so... Uh, as far as the WWE is concerned, as you may have heard, um, uh, drew, um, uh, drew McIntyre, um, tested positive for COVID-19. And so what they did on last night, uh, on uh, last night's raw is they held off, held up several wrestlers, including Oscar, uh, for contact tracing. And I think what happened is that, um, um, he tested positive and they held back some who they thought had significant contact with him you know maybe we're at a you know a gathering with him and that sort of thing i'm not particularly surprised that somebody tested positive because you know the bottom line is that over the holidays it's very tempting to to you know have gatherings that probably shouldn't have during the pandemic So I'm not particularly surprised. And Asuka was in Tampa for most of the holidays, by the way. She's now back in Vegas. Okay. And I don't think she was at last night's Raw, by the way. Okay. They told her to stay home for this week. All right. Let's get to the UFC because we've had a couple of weeks off the UFC. Next week, they're going to have three shows. They're going to have one on this Saturday, uh, then one on Wednesday, and then UFC, the big pay-per-view on the following Saturday. Okay, so let's explain a couple of things. So these shows are in Abu Dhabi. They are not going to be at the same uh, arena where they had the previous Abu Dhabi shows. These are all going to be at the Etihad Arena. And um, uh, my understanding is they're going to allow a certain number of fans in there as well. Okay, there's also, I want to talk about, broadcasting of the first two shows the third one is per usual but on the Saturday show the main card for Saturday's UFC show will air uh, live on ESPN I'm sorry on live on ABC in the US okay and so that's a big deal that's the first time ABC has run any kind of fight card on the main network since um, 1990 apparently. Okay, um, first time UFC has been on uh, one of the big networks since they left Fox. Okay, now, like I said, the main card is going to start at 3 p.m. Eastern. Okay, so that means that the prelims will start, I think, at noon is when they're supposed to start. I'm not entirely sure. I guess it depends who gets eliminated and that sort of thing. Anyway, uh, in Canada, uh, as far as I know... This show will air on TSN, but I also think that um, it may air on either CTV or CTV2 because uh, the um, show can be simulcast from either of those networks where they can't do that on TSN. So um, usually they do that uh, with uh, NFL. What it means is they can run the Canadian ads with the Uh, US broadcast. And the Canadian networks do that a lot. Okay. Uh, But they can only do it with the broadcast networks like CTV and CTV2, not with TSN. Okay. Now on the Wednesday show, that's going to be on ESPN plus as usual and also TSN, but it's even earlier where the main card is going to start at noon. Okay, so that means that the prelims are going to start like really early. I, I think 9 a.m. or something like that. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, I actually kind of like that because it means uh, 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 if they're running at night, there could be conflict with um, um, uh, with NXT or AEW. This way here, there's no conflict. Okay, so now that we know what the ground rules are, let's talk about uh, there's... Uh, two women's matches on each of these uh, UFC shows. First on Saturday, we're going to have um, both matches are on the prelims. Um, the first match was supposed to be uh, Betch Korea versus uh, Yanan Wu. Um, it's supposed to be it was supposed to be Betch's um, retirement fight, but uh, she has had to pull out uh, due to appendicitis. And she has already said that she will uh, return to have her final fight in um, later in the spring, probably May or June or something like that. So there is a new opponent. Yan'an Wu has a new opponent, and that is Jocelyn Edwards, a UFC newcomer. We'll get to her in a second. Uh, Yan'an Wu, I'm sure you've already seen her. She's one and two in the UFC. Uh, this fight is at flyweight. Last time, uh, things did not go well for Yan'an. Uh, She's from China, of course. Uh, She's not as good as the other Chinese fighters like uh, Zhang Veili and uh, um, uh, the other one, who I've forgotten her name. But the point is, is that she's not as good a fighter. And she missed weight last time out. And then she lost. And then she lost to Mizuki. And Mizuki is not a flyweight. She fights at strawweight. So, (sighs) didn't look good. Okay. Jocelyn, as I said, is a UFC newcomer. She is 25 years old, uh, born in Panama. Her record is nine and two. Um, Now, um, I did not really watch her fight. There's only one of her fights on YouTube and it's a pretty old fight. So can't really take much out of that. But uh, I did get a bit of a scouting report uh, from a guy who basically specializes in scouting report and that's Sean Bitters of Cageside Seats and he, pro- he projected that Jocelyn would likely arrive um, in the UFC in 2021 and here she is. So as I said, she's uh, 25 years old, originally from Panama. These days, she's been training in Mexico and also in El Paso, Texas. So she's going across the border. Um, so uh, here's the deal on her. Uh, she lost a fight in 2018 in, in LFA. I believe it was a title fight against uh, Sarah Alpar, who is now in the UFC. And she looked awful in her first fight. And um, what Bitters said is that if Edwards had won that fight... If Jocelyn had won that fight, she would have got the call from the UFC there at that time. But she lost. And so she took about a year and a half off. Her latest fight, she came back in August, I think it was, and her latest fight was in Mexico and she won that fight. And so she's been training down there. So here's the thing that you got to keep in mind. This will be Jocelyn's first fight at flyweight. All her fights have been at um, bantamweight until now. So the question is, can she make that weight? And that's the big question uh, that I would ask about her. her. His scouting report on her is that she's primarily a striker. She needs work on her takedown defense. So as I said, I, I haven't seen enough of her to really uh, comment on her, uh, but... Um, you know, uh, she may very well win this fight. Okay, it wouldn't shock me. And if uh, Yan'an Wu loses, she could get released. That wouldn't shock me either. Okay, the other uh, uh, fight on this show is at uh, bantamweight. It is Sarah Moras versus Vanessa Mello. And um, it doesn't really matter. This is another one of these fights, a very low-level fight. I would expect the loser of this fight to get released. Uh, Sarah uh, is from um, Kelowna, British Columbia, but she's training in Las Vegas these days with her boyfriend. The problem is her record is like three and five, and she just can't seem to get her gag together. She's been in the UFC since uh, Tough 18. It may be time to cut her loose. Uh, She just hasn't looked good. In, in, her, in, in her fights, and um, it may be time to cut her loose. Vanessa Mello is from Brazil, and she's 0-3 in the UFC. So they both have the same problem. The problem is they're both low-level fighters. They haven't looked good, and I would expect possibly um, the loser to get released. Okay, now let's go to Wednesday's show, uh, one of the fights is on. One of the two fights is on the main card. Is it flyweight. It is Roxanne Mataferi versus Viviani Araujo. Uh, of course, we're all familiar with Roxanne, and uh, I personally don't think she's a top fighter. I don't really have to get into. Uh, um, You know, she's kind of had a rebirth in recent years, and I think it's mostly because she's uh, improved her striking quite a bit, and you have to credit John Wood for that. Uh, You know, there was a time when Roxy would not punch anybody, and that wasn't gonna get her anywhere, okay? But I think she's in tough here with Viviani, who um, is from Brazil. Uh, She's um, nine and two. She's two and one in the UFC, um, she's fighting at flyweight, but, uh, she was a, uh, pancreas champ at strawweight. So, uh, already in the UFC, uh, she's fought at strawweight, flyweight, and bantamweight. So she's, she's pretty good. She's a pretty good fighter. I think she's, uh, for me, I like her better than Roxy. So I just think she's a better fighter. Okay. And that's really what it comes down to for me. So, um, I expect her to win that the other fight the hell is that? The other fight is, uh, on the prelims. It is at flyweight. It is Victoria Leonardo against Manon Firo. So Victoria, um, uh, is an Invicta veteran. She is, um, she is from, uh, fights it. she's from Louisiana. Did it again. She's from Louisiana. Um, and it's like I said, she's an Invicta veteran. We saw her. Uh, she made her USC debut. She um, got a USC contract. She was in the contender series a couple of months ago and she won the fight there. So she got a contract. Um, now, Manon Fioro is from Nice, France. She is 30 years old. And um, um, she... Um, her record is five and one. She has fought, uh, in, uh, the, um, EFC in, in, uh, Africa. And she has also fought at UAE. So she's fought in Abu Dhabi before, eh? So, um, several of her fights are on YouTube. And to me, she looks like she's a very aggressive striker. Uh, she's also fairly big for a flyweight. So I, I would expect her to have a size advantage here. You know, um, I would expect her to have a size advantage here. Um, Victoria is probably a little smaller than her. So I expect her to have a size advantage. I did watch one of her fights on YouTube and uh, she, uh, she she's a striker. She likes to ground and pound. Um, I'm not sure what kind what she's like on the ground or whether she'll even have to do anything about that. So, uh, she's a beginner. She's a newcomer to the UFC, but, uh, she's done very well in Europe and also in, uh, places like Abu Dhabi and Africa. So, who knows it was the, uh, uh is Victoria a better level of competition? That's the question. I have my doubts about that. Okay. So, uh, Those are the the fights that we got coming up this week uh, on this Saturday show and also uh, next Wednesday's show, okay? And um, um, what I'll probably do is uh, do this podcast on Tuesday like I normally do, and we'll do uh, uh, the big topic in women's MMA on the Thursday, and so we'll cover all the fights there. Okay. Now, a couple of things I wanted to cover uh, before, uh, uh, a couple of other things that I wanted to cover. Uh, first of all, um, uh, Joanna Rejicik, uh did an interview recently, and she said that she's not retiring. But she also said that one of the conditions for her to come back is to get a whole lot more money for her next fight. And I haven't heard Dana White say anything about having, about uh, her um, being on any shows. So he may not be talking to her right now. So she said she's not retiring, but I still think she might retire. Okay. If she doesn't get what she's looking for from the UFC, it's possible that she will retire. Now, I'll get to uh, a little bit more on that in a second. Now, uh, also, um, Tatiana Suarez uh, also did an interview, and uh, she apparently plans to return this summer. She's been off for almost two years with a neck injury. And, uh, you know, listen, when somebody has a, a major injury like that and a major layoff, who the hell knows? But she's an elite fighter, and it wouldn't surprise me if she just needs a couple of, you know, warm-up fights to get back to the top of the division. She's a really good fighter, okay? Now, Dana White was uh, did an interview this uh, th- this past week, and he said that he intends to do uh, Zhang Veili's next fight in Asia. Now, he didn't say China, but I don't see any sense for him doing a Zhang Veili fight anywhere other than China. I don't know. So this kind of explains why um, Rosnia Mahunas and possibly whoever's managing her these days, I guess it's Pat Berry, uh, is, because, is um, reluctant to agree to the fight. It's not that they don't want a title fight. It's that there are fighters who don't want to go to China. Okay? And I'll give you an example right off the top. Uh, when uh, Zhang Yehli won the title from Jessica Andrade, her original opponent was supposed to be Michelle Waterson, And Michelle's husband basically flatly rejected going to China. He would she says we ain't going to China. That's it. And that may be what we're talking about here. And this is why I was talking before about possibly... Uh, money being an obstacle because this is the sort of thing where, okay, you want me to go to China? Fork over some extra dough and I'll go to China, okay? And that may be what we're talking about here. He's he's already, I mean, this is obviously still ongoing because um, uh, White is still talking about um, you know, possibly giving Carla Sparza this fight, which means he's talked to her people and they have agreed to it, but they want to get Rose to take it first. So it may depend on, first of all, where they go in Asia. I don't know how the pandemic's going to affect that. Secondly, it may depend on whether they can come to a financial agreement with Rose uh, uh Rose as to uh, get her to get her and uh, Barry to agree to go to China in the first place, so that's the thing. That's the thing. It's 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 getting you know it's a little complicated. I understand why he wants to do it there. Eh, not sure I would, but um, I, you know i I'm taking the pandemic into consideration. I mean you may end up having to move it to Vegas or Abu Dhabi anyway. So. I don't know if I would do that, but I, he may be thinking, uh, that they can have fans at that show. So I don't know, but it's interesting to note that he did not mention Joanna in that interview. So he's not considering her for this fight, which means maybe he thinks she's going to retire. Okay. But that remains to be seen. She says she's not retiring I don't necessarily think that's true at this point. I think it's still 50-50. And it depends on whether she can come to some sort of agreement with the UFC as to continuing her fighting career. But in my opinion, she doesn't need to. If she wants to retire and stay at home in Poland and uh, you know do acting and stuff like that, go right ahead. For me, she belongs in the UFC Hall of Fame anyway. Okay. And that's, that's, that's all there comes down to. Okay. That's about it for this week. Again, don't forget to check out my blog at frankb316.blogspot.com. Uh, also my other podcast, the big topic in women's MMA, which we will be doing on Thursday. If you have any questions or comments for my blog or either my podcast, you can, uh, leave them in Anchor's voicemail. And if you would like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do so at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Have a good week. We'll talk to you later.